Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We often get it in our head that we must do more in order to be saved. We feel the need for control in our lives. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that we are saved by grace through faith. Jesus is in control of our lives, both present and future. Only He can save you. Get ready, because He's coming again very soon. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 6th, 2022. We're going to go back into the original language of the Greek New Testament. The word sorcery is Greek pharmakia, from where we get our English word pharmacy, pharmaceutical. So now there's one detail. Let's put that in place. So we know that there's going to be this mass global deception having to do with a pharmaceutical. Okay, we good? All right. Now, why is this so important? Because, actually twofold. First, it specifies that the mark is a, for lack of a better way of saying it, big pharma solution, or to quote one Bill Gates, the final solution, when this ultimately becomes the mark in order to buy or sell. The second reason is that the specificity of these prophecies tells us that this is a global deception with consequences both now, speaking of the tribulation, and more importantly for all of eternity. First, in the seven-year tribulation, this is a medical reaction. The ugly festering sores That's in the tribulation when the bowl, the judgment is poured out, the wrath of God on all of those who took the mark. So it has to be a physical mark and even a medical, biomedical mark. And that's just in the tribulation, but Revelation 14 verses 9 through 11 tell us that those taking the mark will be damned for all eternity. I already referred to it. It will change the human DNA, making man no longer redeemable. They're damned and doomed for all eternity once they take the mark. Now, to the question of the current COVID injection being the mark, the answer is an emphatic no. And I want you to think through this with me. First of all, there's no 
Antichrist on the scene yet, and there cannot be an Antichrist on the scene yet until the church is first removed in the rapture. And secondly, this current injection is just a forerunner, a prelude, if you prefer, an introduction to what will soon become the mark when it's fused, I'm going to use that word, fused with the technology that's already in place now. It cannot be the mark now because I know many people personally who have been injected. And by the grace of God, God has protected them physically, medically. That's the grace of God, by the way. And so, yes, praise the Lord. Conversely and sadly, I also happen to know a number of people who were injected and died suddenly because of it. So to the question of this current injection not being the mark, if you're born again, you cannot be unborn again. If you're saved and you take this injection, Oh, you'll forgive me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again. My son sat me down and had to talk with me about this, but whatever. The injection will not mean you're not saved and go to heaven. The injection might mean you'll just get there much sooner. There, I said it. So, and actually that's been the case but it's still God's grace. So we're saved by grace, right? So again, let's just, if you'll bear with me, I I really need to clarify this because we still get, in fact, we even get emails asking, did I hear that Pastor J.D. took the injection? No! I would never do that! Are you kidding me? I don't know where you got that. Anyway, I just, let me try to get back to the prophecy update already in progress. So let's just say, hypothetically, for purpose of illustration, that there's something we could do or not do that would cost us our salvation. Then it would stand to reason that we could lose our salvation. And if we could lose our salvation, then it would stand to reason that there must be something we can do to either keep it or get it back. That's works. i got to earn it back. I'm saved, but Jesus said, it is finished, comma. It is finished, however. It is finished, if. It is finished, but. No, it is is finished. You're a new creation in Christ. And Romans 8, perhaps one of the best and most encouraging chapters in all of the Bible, along with all of the other chapters in all of the Bible, nothing, no one can separate you from the love that God has for you. Yes, praise the Lord, neither height, nor depth, nor angel or demon for that matter, or darkness or any created thing, no thing, no one can take you from Jesus. If you're saved, you're saved. 
Oh, pastor, preacher, you're talking about once saved, always saved. Yes! Because again, think about it. I don't want to get too animated here. Plus, we don't have time. Don't look at your watches. We're almost done. Again, think about this. Please think through this with me. If you say to me that there's something I can do or not do that would cause me to lose my salvation, then do you not take salvation out of the arena of grace through faith and put it right smack in the middle of the arena of works? And by the way, while you're at it, you might as well rip out of your Bible, among many other passages, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Because Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says you are saved by grace, through faith, not of works. It is the gift of God, lest anyone should boast. Well, it's not the mark. If you've been injected, hey, pray. We'll pray for you. Pray God's grace on you and mercy to you and just a healing from what's in this thing. But you've not taken the mark. We're not in the tribulation. And contrary to many who are suggesting that we are, well, that's interesting. Um, No, I don't want to go there. For those that are interested, we've provided a link to the February 27th, 2022 update titled The Bottom Line. In it, we go into detail about the mark. We also did it in uh, January of uh, 2021, two parts, Decision Time and Decision Time 2. We went into great detail about the specifics of what this mark is and why it is that it will become yet future in the seven-year tribulation when it's fused with the technology in place today, what the Bible describes as the mark, which, by the way, can be interpreted as a stamp, tattoo, stake, or palisade. Palisades were these stakes. And I want to just share with you some excerpts from this aforementioned update. We looked at several screenshots from a Georgia Tech video showing the technology known as quantum dot microneedle patches to deliver a vaccination. We'll start with this one pictured here as a band-aid looking patch containing microneedles slash palisades. It's a patch, very small, with these little snake fangs, if I can say it like that. Here's another view of the side, and it goes on and in the skin. And please, can we just not argue about the different translations? It's on. No, it's in. How about both? Here's a screenshot of a woman as she places it on her forehand. What's interesting about this video is that it's from 2017. I've just quoted you from 2019, 2018, and now 2017. How did they know? 
because they planned it. Well, anyway, it has this emphasis on convenience. And it was in the context of, at that time, 2017, because we had not been introduced to this satanic thing called COVID yet, and the injection, I don't say vaccine because it's not, but this was in the context of flu vaccines, which by the way, how do I say this? I'll just say it. (laughs) Novel idea. I would not let anyone put anything into my body with a needle ever again, ever again. Oh no, I took, I just got my flu shot. Am I still saved? Yes, you're still saved. We'll pray for you. Okay. So basically this has already been in place as early as 2017, actually before even. And it's actually already on the market. I don't know if you knew this or not. But the point of this and the point of sharing this is because it is exactly what we're told they will have in place in Revelation 13. And it's already in place now. Now. It's been in place for no less than five years since 2017. Five years. Already been in place. They have a testimonial at the end of the video. She just touts how that it's so inconvenient to stand in line and get your flu vaccination. And man, this would be great. I I caught this. I just want to quote this one part of the testimonial. She says, but if it was something I could just pop on at home while I'm watching TV. Oh, there you go. Actually, I would say that you're getting that from the store and bring it home and doing that to yourself because you watch TV. Let me try a different way to say the same thing. You know why some of these uh, communities like the Amish and uh, so forth, you know why they never got sick? They don't have any TVs. Oh, and by the way, they don't wear masks either. Why? Because they don't have, yeah, they don't have TVs. I figure, you know, why not? I got nothing to lose at this point. (laughs) If you hate my guts, you've hated my guts a long time ago. So, well, this brings us full circle to how we began as it relates to the purpose of the updates being that of equipping and encouraging the saved and reaching and winning the lost. The bottom line is that these prophecy updates are intended to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus while we still have time. Now when I say while we still have time, I mean that everything, I'm going to say it again, everything I've shared with you today is happening now. Now. Now's the time. Now's the time. We still have time, but the time is at hand. And that means there is a profound urgency at this time to get as many people as we can to Jesus before it's too late. 
This is why we do the updates. It's why we end with the gospel. It's why we do the ABCs of salvation. The gospel, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first four verses, very simple. Jesus came, he died, he was crucified, buried, rose again on the third day, and he's coming back again one day. That's the gospel. Yeah, the good news. Is that good news? I'll take it. I'll take it. It's, I don't know. Well, let's just do the ABCs and I'll try to maybe weave it into the ABCs of salvation. The badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. I know that's not proper English. But in order to really appreciate just how good the good news is, the gospel of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ, you have to understand what's at stake here. What's at stake here is not, is not life and death, it's eternal life and eternal death. And that's where the A comes in, because the A is for admit or acknowledge. When you come to the place where you realize, wait, I'm a sinner. I need the Savior. I have to come to that place first. And then it's the breaking that takes place of the soil of my heart, that hard soil of my heart that breaks me. And then I realize I'm not good. There's no one righteous, not even one. And I realize, Romans 3.23, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then here's the bad news first. The wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23, but the good news, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B, and the B is central. It's simply for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Um, it, it just came to me, and I've used this before. Remember those criminals on the cross that were being crucified at the same exact time that Jesus was crucified? Remember how one rejected him, the other accepted him? When he realized that that was the Savior, he also realized that he was a sinner, contrary to the other criminal who was mocking. And then here's this other criminal going, wait a minute, I'm up here because I deserve to be. I've broken the law. I've transgressed. I've sinned. This man has not. And he realized that's the Savior. And he says to him, believing in him, acknowledging, realizing that it is him, he believes in his heart. And then he calls upon him, remember me when you enter your kingdom. And what was Jesus' response? Dude, I am so sorry. Um, You need to get off the cross, get baptized, go through some courses and, you know, join a church. And I'm sorry for the silliness, not really, but uh, no, he said, (laughs) truly, truly, I say unto you today, you'll be with me in paradise. He was saved. Well, that's, that's too easy. He got off cheap. Oh, don't do that. 
Nothing cheap about that. It cost the Savior everything to purchase the gift. He paid for it in full. You don't call that cheap. And shame on anyone who references salvation as cheap grace. Lord have mercy on you actually. Nothing cheap about it. Well, let's just talk lastly, real quick, about the sea. It's for call upon the name of the Lord in Romans 10, 9 and 10. This was the expression. This is what comes when you acknowledge the Savior that you're a sinner. You put your trust in Him for the forgiveness of sins. You believe in Him in your heart. Then you call upon Him and are saved. And that's Romans 10, 13. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Very simple. Very simple. Well, today's But God testimony comes from Joyce in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who writes, Dear Pastor J.D., I am so happy to share my But God testimony with you. First, I'd like to start off with a little background information. Growing up, my immediate family wasn't really religious at all. Most of my mother's side of the family are Jehovah's Witnesses, while many on my father's side at some point were Catholic, but not practicing as far as I know. So the seed was planted in rocky soil. It just wasn't ready to grow yet, and it wouldn't be for a long time. Much to my disdain, Throughout the years, my husband would ask me, are you ready to accept Jesus? And I would always answer with an emphatic, no! But God never gave up on me. It wasn't until August of 2021, while watching one of your prophecy updates with my husband, that the Lord opened my eyes. It was truly amazing and surreal, and everything just clicked took over 15 years of Jesus tending to my soil so that my faith could finally grow. I can't say my first year as a believer was easy. That's probably why it took me so long to write you my testimony. I'd start to get the words in my head, but then bam, a trial, and (laughs) the words would all be lost. Our marriage has been through a lot of difficulties, and man, did the enemy try to tear our family apart but I know that it was God that brought us together, and it is only through Him that we are still together. God has delivered me from my depression and anxiety, and there is finally a peace inside of me that I have so been longing for. Thank you, J.D., for being a voice of truth in a world full of lies. I look forward to your Thursday night Bible studies, prophecy updates, and sermons every week. You're the first pastor, and I'm going to take this as a compliment. You're the first pastor that I could listen to without being distracted. I'm a bit harebrained. Again, I'm going to take that as a compliment. And I know that can only be the Holy Spirit working in both you and me for that to be possible. And it is. May God bless and protect you, and of course, Maranatha. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. 
With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.